a real privilege to be back in God's house and able to worship him again. Now, just a couple of notices before we start. Um, I just want to uh, reminder that, give a reminder that on Thursday evening we meet for prayer and really encourage you to come along to that if you're able to. Great time to get together and lift up our petitions to God and commit the life of the church to him and other things as well, of course. And on Sunday, the 1st of October, we have the Harvest Family Service. And that starts at 10.30. Um, and uh, there won't be leaflets printed, but if you'd like a digital copy to send to your friends, then if you let Jane know, and she'll, she'll message that over to you. Now, the theme for this evening is God's Word and Me. And to help, us, uh, to guide, help guide us through that topic, we're going to be looking at Psalm 119 together. I don't think John's intending to go through the whole lot, but um, we're certainly pulling out some relevant um, passages there for us to uh, look through and consider God's Word and what it means for us. Um, and Tim will be, uh, give us our first reading after the first song. But as, as we go through the readings, look out for words such as your word, commands, testimonies, statutes and precepts in the readings. And uh, pray that that will uh, guide our thoughts as we, as we go through that. Um, now to start our worship, we're going to uh, start with the song. And we're going to sing, your word alone is solid ground. So you see there the theme of God's word, the mighty rock on which we build. In every line the truth is found. And every page with glory filled. Let's stand and the music start.
Our first reading this evening is from Psalm 119, starting at verse 1. That's on page 512, page 512 in the Chapel Bibles. Blessed are those whose way is blameless, who walk in the law of the Lord. Blessed are those who keep his testimonies, who seek him with their whole heart, who also do no wrong, but walk in his ways. You have commanded your precepts to be kept diligently. Oh, that my ways may be steadfast in keeping your statutes. Then I shall not be put to shame, having my eyes fixed on all your commandments. I will praise you with an upright heart when I learn your righteous rules. I will keep your statutes. Do not utterly forsake me. How can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. With my whole heart I seek you. Let, not, let me not wander from your commandments. I have, stored up my, I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Blessed are you, O Lord. Teach me your statutes. With my lips I declare all the rules of your mouth. In the way of your testimonies I delight as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and fix my eyes on your ways. I will delight in your statutes. I will not forget your word. Thank you, Tim. Well, let's uh, pray together. We've got a couple of prayers tonight and I just want to focus, first of all, on our first prayer with some praise and thanksgiving. So let's bow our head and pray. Father, as we come to you this evening, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, for the way that you are keen to speak to us, the way you want yourself revealed to us and to have a relationship with us. Lord, we thank you so much that we can gather tonight and hear it spoken. That, Lord, through it and through John and through other means, Lord, the singing of your praises, we can hear your voice and worship you as you deserve. We thank you so much, Lord, for all that you do for us, all the things that we know about and all the many things that we no doubt don't. And so, Father, we praise you for who you are, for what you've done, for what you're like. We praise you, Lord, for... um, for the way you take care of us in every way and uh, Lord we're very forgetful of that sometimes but we thank you that you are so faithful and that our salvation depends only on you and we thank you so much Lord that in your mercy you sent the Lord Jesus Christ that out of of pure obedience on his part he came giving up the riches of heaven to come to this sinful and um, corrupt earth but yet Lord all out of love and for that we really thank you and Lord, we, we, we praise you but as best as we can here below. We know it's not enough. We know it doesn't, it, we know, Lord, that it doesn't reflect truly just how much you've done for us. But we thank you, Lord, that we are completely dependent upon him. And we pray, Lord, as we, as we go through life for a greater understanding of exactly how much it means. Never let us grow tired, Lord, of hearing the good news of Jesus Christ. Because, Lord, you are so worthy of all of the praise that we could ever, ever give in a thousand lifetimes. And so we look forward to the day when we can be in heaven with you, singing your praises forever, and how, Lord, you will deserve it. 
And uh, Lord, we uh, there's, there's a song that reads, Lord, I'll, I'll praise you because you're sovereign. Praise because you reign. Praise because you rose and defeated the grave. I'll praise because you're faithful. Praise because you're true. Praise because there's nobody greater than you. As long as I'm breathing, I have a reason to praise the Lord. And Father, we thank you so much that when we, are, we see a little of just how much you've done, our hearts are filled with thankfulness and praise to you, for you deserve all the glory. And we pray that in our own little way in our life, Lord, that we will praise you in everything we're doing, that we will give our all as unto the Lord. And so, Lord, whether we're working, whether we're at home, whether with our family, our neighbours, our friends, Lord, whether we're feeling really happy or, and good, or whether we're feeling sad down in the dumps, whether we're facing challenging times or actually life's okay, yet, Lord, we pray that we will always be so full of praise to you, for you are unchanging. And, Lord, even though the, the sea may get rough for us, Lord, you are still there, working your ways and miracles. And we thank you, Lord, for your, for your spirit, for leaving your spirit here on earth to lead us, to teach us, convict us and rebuke us. Lord, you know what we need and you know that, uh, that um, only by your Spirit can we come to know you at all. And so we thank you, Lord, that in your great mercy you left your Spirit when Jesus came back to heaven and that by the Spirit we can know you and be taught. And so, Lord, we pray that, that tonight we might indeed be taught by the Spirit and we might have the presence of the Spirit with us. We thank you, Lord, that your word is still going uh, faithfully um, around the world. We thank you, Lord, of hearing about how the church is growing in some of the most unlikeliest of places, as we heard a week or two ago in Iran, and how, Lord, your word is spreading there and actually maybe even growing faster than here in the UK. Um, but, but we thank you so much, Lord, that it, and despite the trials and difficulties and persecutions that they're facing, Lord, they're soldiering on for Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that by that, the word is spreading far and wide. And we pray that that will continue even, even more so. And that, Lord, by it, you will bring in every, your people from every uh, tribe, uh, nation, language. Lord, you know them all. And so we pray that that will continue. Lord, we thank you too for our local church. We thank you, as, uh, as John prayed this morning, for the church to be having here in Crowborough. And Lord, we thank you for the ministries of this church and the, um, the faithful willingness of, of helpers in all sorts of different ways, Lord. And uh, we, we, we thank you for the opportunities that we have. We thank you that we have relative freedom to spread uh, the good news of Jesus Christ. And uh, Lord, we, th we thank you for opportunities that we have. Um, and as and when they arise, we pray that we'll, we'll take those opportunities and make the most for you. So Father, we thank you for everything that you give us. We thank you for even, th as we would think to be the smallest blessings, for the, for the air that we breathe, the beds that we lie on and the foods that, food that we eat. Lord, truly you are so good to us. And we are so grateful that you do not demand payment of us. Lord, you know that we would never have it, but that Lord, we can come come and buy and those that have no money we can come and uh, into your presence and so Father we thank you for who you are for what you've done we thank you that you are still in the business of saving souls and um, we th Lord rejoice to hear five baptisms in Tunbridge Wells this morning um, of, of young people who have confessed you as their saviour Lord what a wonderful what a wonderful thing to happen and we, we rejoice with them Lord and um, we pray that it will continue and that Lord many souls yet will be called into your kingdom so Father we praise you for who you are, for what you've done, for the way you deal with us. Not as we deserve, Lord, but by your great mercy and love. And so for this we give you thanks. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. 
If you'll turn with me uh, again into Psalm 119, a bit further on now, and we're going to be looking into uh, at verse 97 to 104. Psalm 119, starting at verse 97. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Your commandment makes me wiser than my enemies, for it is ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for your testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the aged, for I keep your precepts. I hold back my feet from every evil way in order to keep your word. I do not turn aside from your rules, for you have taught me. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. Through your precepts I get understanding, therefore I hate every false way. Well, we'll be reading a little bit more and praying again after our next song. And the next song is, Oh, that the Lord would guide my ways to keep his statutes still. Oh, that my God would grant me grace to know and do his will. Let's stand when the music starts. time to confess before God and make our requests known to him. So let's bow our heads and pray together. 
Father, as we bow before you again, we pray for a sense of reverence and awe before whom we're coming tonight. Lord, the difference between us and you is so great and so vast that it's uh, unimaginable to us, Lord, that ever we could be in your presence. But we thank you through the Lord Jesus Christ that we can be. And Lord, you know um, with our best efforts that we can't do good. And Lord, our sins are um, hold us back. And that, Lord, our hearts are deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. And, Father, there's no getting away from it as much as we might try, as much as we might try to do good. Yet, Lord, only with your spirit can we do any good at all. And so, Father, we pray that um, that we we will decrease, that you will increase in our lives and our hearts. And that, Lord, you will flush out all the evil within us. Lord, you know that so often, even when we're trying to do good, that we have selfish motives or not really doing it for the right reason. But we pray, Lord, that you will help us to, uh, to press on, to strain towards the prize. And some of us uh, studied at home group this week. And um, Father, we, we pray for a, a real spirit of pressing and straining uh, even tonight in our lives. That, Lord, we will be uh, striving to enter in at the straight gate. And, uh, Lord, we know that we are fully dependent on you and your goodness and mercy to us. Lord, we live in a very fallen world and... The evidence of it seems to become clearer each day that we live. And Lord, we have so many things that we want to pray for. Um, And Lord, there are so many uh, awful things going on in the world at the moment that we bring before you. Lord, you know the the tragedies that are happening, not local to here, but Lord, we still see on the news the floods and earthquakes. The wars still going on, Lord, and... Lives being lost daily to um, natural disaster, but also human disaster. And Father, you know that the root of all this is our sin. And Lord, and the human disaster is down to people's greed and ego. Lord, we live in a world that does not want you, that only wants to serve self. Um, And Lord, it's just such a shame when these big headlines that, that, or these big events that cause such big headlines are then sidelined for other things, Lord, scandals going on with celebrities and how, Lord, that seems to take up all the news, Lord, with more breaking news over the last 24 hours. Lord, you know how, how lost and broken we all are. And, Lord, we don't cast any, any stones at others. Lord, our hearts are the same, but for your grace. And we pray, Lord, that you would, <laughs> through all these things, Somehow, Lord, in a way that only you will, you will know and understand, that you will be glorified through these things. Lord, there are so many lives being lost and things like that, but instead we're focusing on these um, appalling um, acts of individuals that, um, that make us wince and, and cringe with, uh, with shame. Father, we pray that you will be glorified, that, Lord, ultimately we know that you are the judge, that that you are a God of justice and that you will have your way, that you will put things right. And Lord, when we live in the world, sometimes we just feel like we want to escape from it. That Lord, we want, we can't wait for the day when you call us home. For those of us that have put our trust in you, Lord, it will be such a sweet release to be away from all this sin and darkness that drags us down. And Lord, you know that we contribute to it as well. It's not, it's not everyone else, Lord, it's us too. You know that our our pride, our self-righteousness, Lord, our greed, our selfishness, it all all mounts up. 
and contributes to the sin of this, of this nation, of this world. And Father, we pray for your forgiveness. We pray, Lord, for your mercy, that you will not uh, deal with us as we deserve. Um, and Lord, we thank you that you are ready to forgive to those who repent and put their trust in Jesus. But Lord, as things go, it just feels like we, we're hearing, we're experiencing things that maybe are in the last times. And uh, Lord, we, we pray that these things will appall us and shock us as they, as they should. That Lord, when we consider these things that are going on in the news and we put it in the light of the Bible, how these things don't match up. And we pray, Lord, that you will make each one of us ready um, for when the great day comes, for when, we're, we are, when our days are ended here on the earth, that, Lord, we will be with you in heaven. And for anyone here tonight, Lord, who hasn't repented before, may it be so tonight. May these things wake us up and shake us into action. Father, we pray that you'll be compassionate with us, that, Lord, that all the time the world is going on, that you will bring people to repentance, that you will see those that are in um, high positions come into repentance. It feels something that's so impossible to think that uh, these evil people might actually turn to Jesus. But, Lord, it, it's not us that decides, and you are, no one is beyond your control. Lord, you can save even to the uttermost. And so, Father, we pray that although we live in these dark and evil times, that you will have your way and that, Lord, we will stand in awe and amazement at uh, how sovereign you are, that you, Lord, are the righteous judge and we pray that you will deal with these things. And, Lord, we pray for those who have lost their homes, their families, their businesses, their livelihoods. We, we can't even begin to imagine, Lord, what they're going through and we, we can't relate to it at all when we are sat at home in our comfy houses. But we pray, Lord, for, for them, that through these tragedies that they, you, you will bring them to yourself. And that it might be a means of, of salvation to those people that are suffering so badly. And Lord, we remember as well our brothers and sisters caught up in all of these um, tragic events. Please, Lord, keep their faith strong and provide for them everything that they need. And most of all, Lord, we pray that their, spirit, their, their souls will be truly blessed by it, maybe even not now, but in, in, in future days. So, Father, please come and, um, and have mercy on us as a world. Uh, may more people come to know the joys of, that is in the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray, Lord, that you will help us to make Jesus better known in the world, that, Lord, we might equip ourselves by your word that, Lord, we might be useful in your hand in pointing people to Christ. And, in, in, Lord, maybe in, in a big way, but, Lord, we pray that in, even in our own little ways that we might be able to, in our conversation, in our conduct and, um, and, and in our um, circumstances that we find ourselves, that we might be able to gently point people towards Jesus Christ. Lord, we don't, it's not the sort of thing we can keep to ourselves. We can't keep quiet. Um, when we know the freedom and the joy that is in the Lord. So, Lord, equip us so that we can be useful for you. And we pray, Lord, that uh, Jesus will be better known in this, in this sinful world and what joy that will bring to the lives that are changed. Lord, we pray that we won't settle for um, mediocrity, but indeed we will press on and strain to be, uh, uh, and strain, as, as, as Paul said in, in, to the Philippians, we pray, Lord, that we, it will be a big concern of ours just to not just turn up on Sunday and think that, we're being, um, that we are, that that's our spiritual life. But we pray, Lord, that we will wrestle with you day and night. We pray, Lord, that we will 
read the word of God and it will feed us and do us good. And we pray, Lord, that you will strengthen each of our prayer life and our spiritual life so that we can be useful for you and that we might be made more like you, Lord. And, uh, and that uh, in every way we might become more and more um, in your image. We also pray, Lord, for those who are ill and those who've got operations. We pray for those that are lonely. Lord, we thank you that no one is off your radar and uh, that, Lord, you can hear and the sighs and see the tears, Lord. And uh, we, we pray for all those that in our church family who are struggling at the moment in, in different ways, physical, mental, Lord, you, whatever it might be. We pray that you'll draw close to them and that, Lord, they will feel the love of God around them. And Lord, I really want to pray as well for um, Lydia and Beth as they go off to uni. Lydia has already gone off now, uh, we're here, and we pray, Lord, that they will be able to settle in, and that they will feel comfortable, that they will find friends quickly, that Lord, they will be able to adjust to a, to a new way of life and a new chapter for them, and that, Lord, they might find great comfort in knowing that you are with them. And we pray, Lord, that they will settle in churches and that they might have a good group of people around them to help support them. And uh, Lord, may we also here continue to pray for them. And we pray for all those others going back to uni and um, also starting new situations, jobs, colleges, schools. Lord, you know, you know what we're all going through. And we thank you, Lord, that nothing is too small to bring to you. May that encourage us on our way. So, Father, we bring all these things to you. And Lord, I've probably missed loads of things that I should have said. And we pray, that, but we know that you know our hearts and you know the things that need praying for. And, and uh, we, we thank you that your spirit brings these things to you and makes up with groanings which cannot be uttered, that, Lord, our prayers might be made acceptable before you. But as we come now, Lord, to your word, we pray that you will open our eyes and our hearts, that through John you will speak to us, and that we might be receptive to it, that we won't be distracted by other things, but that, Lord, we might be able to worship you to find out more about your word and what it means to us. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We have one final reading, again in Psalm 119, but we're heading towards the end of the chapter. And I want to read from verse 161. Psalm 119, beginning at verse 161. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your, for your righteous rules. Great peace of those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. I hope for your salvation, O Lord, and I do your commandments. My soul keeps your testimonies. I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and testimonies, for all my ways are before you. Let my cry come before you, O Lord. Give me understanding according to your word. Let my plea come before you. Deliver me according to your word. My lips will pour forth praise, for you teach me your statutes. My tongue will sing of your word, for all your commandments are right. Let your hand be ready to help me, for I have chosen your precepts. I long for your salvation, O Lord, and your law is my delight. Let my soul live and praise you, and let your rules help me. I have gone astray like a lost sheep. Seek your servants, for I do not forget your commandments.
well, John will be exploring some of those passages with us uh, after our next song. And so we're going to stand to sing. Uh, now in reverence and awe we gather round your word. In wonder we draw near to mysteries that angels strain to hear that prophets dimly saw. So let your spirit shine upon their page and teach me. Open up my eyes with truth to free me. Light to chase the lies. Lord Jesus, let me meet you in your word. Let's stand and sing. in a main service here as announcing my text as verses 161 to 168. But this evening we're in the longest chapter in the Bible and we're near the end of it, the penultimate section. Be handy if you've got a Bible to have it open because I'm hoping at one point you might chip in and it will certainly be help you help you to follow through the things that uh, we're looking at this evening. And I have to say, I love this psalm, Psalm 119. It is possibly my favourite psalm. One of the highlights of uh, ministry so far, for me, was around ten years ago when 
I spoke from a number of sections from this psalm. It wasn't actually one that we're on this evening, but uh, preached from a number. It was a great highlight. Some of us learned a verse from each section at that stage, and I think that was good for us. And I love this section we're on to this evening. I think probably it's my second favourite section in the psalm. My favourite was the middle one that we had read this evening. Uh, Somebody has said of tonight's section, it's the most upbeat of all the stanzas. And the section is trumpets all the way. So the Psalm 119, as you may know, is divided into 22 sections and each of the sections actually starts with a different letter of the Hebrew alphabet. Each of the verses do. And we're at the the 21st section this evening. Uh, The Hebrew uh, letter is Shibboleth, which has stayed in our language for different reasons. But I love this section that we're coming to. Um, And for the psalm, I've been reading it recently, um, alongside Ezekiel. I don't know if you ever do this. Sometimes it can be helpful when you're reading a part of the Bible which is more difficult, and I think Ezekiel is one of the more difficult parts of the Bible, although I've been getting plenty from it. It's quite helpful to read uh, some of that and then something else as well. So I've been reading some chapters of Ezekiel and then a section of Psalm 119. And it's one way of coping with some of the more difficult parts of the Bible to, 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 to have other bits with them as well at the same time. Now, our title this evening uh, may have seen a little bit uh, glib and direct for a title here. I don't know if you thought that way. God's Word and Me. God's Word and Me. Uh, but, but I'm happy with it. I think it's a good title and it's... Because what we're looking at this evening is really about the believer and the word. The believer and God's word. And this evening in our section, all the verses refer to God's word. And you know that's true of almost all the verses in this vast psalm of 176 verses. Virtually all of them mention God's Word. So if you look down it, you'll see that is the case here. Different words are used, as Luke pointed out at the start. So we have, going down the verses this evening, your words, your word, your law, your righteous rules, your law, your commandments, your testimonies, your precepts and testimonies. So it's about God's Word. But it's also very personal. You notice as you look down how often you've got a me or a my or an I. Me, I, 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 my. You see, it's very personal, isn't it? I've just gone down picking them out of our section. So it is about God's word and me. And really what I'm wanting this evening is for it to help us in our relationship, if you like, with God's word. Because this is so so foundational, so much flows from this. 
that if this evening helps with our relationship to God's word, then there'll be rich dividends. And I'm hoping that might be the case. Wanting God's word to be a big part of your life. And I'm also conscious this evening as we come to this that it's a time of change for some. Some are going off or back to university. And it could be really helpful for them at this important juncture. Uh, Others are are staying in TN6, uh, but they've got a new situation. And I think this could be really helpful for them in going forward. Uh, Many of us, our situation will remain largely the same. But to get the benefits of this evening's message could be really helpful for us, that God's word should have a big part of our life. Now, this man obviously loves God's word. He has a love for God's word. Just look at the psalm if you've got it open. In fact, you, you'll see it in the, in the psalm more than once. Can anyone see a verse which talks about him loving God's word? Just shout out the number if you can. One six three. I love your law. One six seven. I love them exceedingly. Any others? Ninety seven. You're getting ahead of me. We'll be there in a minute. One six five in the middle there. Those who love your law. And, and then I've got down a verse which seems to sum up so much of the psalm is verse 97, as Roger has already got us to. Oh, how I love your law. It is my meditation all the day. Do you love God's word? Do you know that they're good? Do you delight in his words? I've got a very good book on Psalm 119. It was so helpful many years ago when I preached from it called Bible Delight by Christopher Ashe. goes through the psalm, but just the title, Bible Delight. It's a phrase that comes up, delighting in God's word. And he loved God's word. And we, we love God's word because we love God. If you don't like someone, you might be prone, if they say something, and then you're away from them, out of the room, you might be, you might be tempted to mimic what they've just said, because you don't really regard it as very good or important. And you'll laugh about it, maybe, with your friends. And maybe you're tempted to do the opposite, because you don't really care. You actually resent what they've just said. You don't take their words seriously because you don't take them seriously. But if you have and hear the words of somebody you love, you you listen to them. You enjoy just talking to them. You think about them afterwards. You reflect on it. You follow it. And he loves God's word because he loves God. So he loves his word. Now, as he talks about loving God's word, it's obvious in these verses that God's word affects him. 
that he reacts to it, that it produces things in him. I want you to look out for them. I'm going to read this section again. Look out for the things that God's word seems to produce, the products, the way it affects him. And then you can mention them. So, 161. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. I hate and abhor falsehood, but I love your law. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous rules. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. I hope for your salvation, O Lord, and I do your commandments. My soul keeps your testimonies. I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and testimonies for all my ways are before you. So let's have a few offers of things that it produces. Just get us thinking. That's the aim of this. Praise. Praise. Thank you. Or peace. Rejoicing. Obedience. That do or has got another one to sorry? Peace. Peace. Now let's see, we go through. We're going to look at some of the things that God's word produces in us, and um, the hope is that seeing this will make us more concerned to love God's word and have it as part of our life, which is so foundational and important. So God's word leads to awe. Or, so this is the first verse we come to. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. So he's got people against him, unreasonably against him, they're persecuting him, they're important people who are doing it and put him under pressure. I heard this week of... Um, some CU leaders who were under pressure to sign up to the LGBT agenda in a way that didn't fit with God's word. And there's a lot of that around today. The university authorities were putting them under a lot of pressure. Now, of course, we should have love and understanding and compassion in a Christ-like way to those who are part of the LGBT community. And if you have been, or are, and are listening in or here, you're very welcome. There may be parts of that uh, agenda which redress correct wrong attitudes, bad attitudes of the past. And that has to be accepted. But we can't be happy to go where the agenda pushes us against the clear principles of God's word. And it often does do that. And the CU are under pressure to conform to this immense pressure that was coming unreasonably from authorities outside of them. How is it that this man 
can stay firm against the pressure he is under. It's because he is in awe of God's words. Princes persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words. A deep respect that God's word are God's words are right and wise and from the person who knows and from our creator and from our judge and that they are the way the things that do work and should work. And having that sort of attitude of God's word produces a right fear of those words and an awe of God's word. As an older hymn used to say, fear him you saints and you will then have nothing else to fear. And if you're in awe of God's word, then you can resist pressures, unreasonable pressures to go against it. We sang, didn't we? With reverence and awe. I thought it was quite striking and perhaps alarming even to see on the bulletin uh, one of the things that was there from Cyprus today where the quote is at our prayer meeting Anne Blessed that's the name of a a girl I assume probably an African girl Anne Blessed asked us to give thanks that her father did not deny Christ despite being beaten up by his guards. She She wanted to give thanks to her dad, despite being beaten for being a Christian, didn't yield. It's the sort of person who stands in awe of God's word, so he doesn't give in to the persecution of the princes. As we go into life with its pressures and difficulties, we need that. We need the awe that comes from good understanding of God and his word. A second one, joy. The next verse, verse 162. I rejoice at your word like one who finds great spoil. So spoil, we don't tend to use the word quite so much now, but in a way it's treasure. It's really from a scene in battle where the enemy is made to retreat and in the rush of retreating they leave some goodies really which are are taken over by the advancing army. So there might be a chest of treasure which is found or there might be a money bag or there might be some tools and some weapons or there might be lots of food supplies. And it's sort of bonanza time, if you like. They're as as happy as Larry. I looked up the happy as Larry. Do you ever start looking up some of these phrases? I think, where's that come from? Well, Larry was an Australian boxer who never lost a fight. And in his last fight, 1870, he got paid a tremendous amount, a thousand pounds, vast amount in those days for his last fight. And so it developed the phrase, as happy as Larry. Who wouldn't be happy if they'd just been given a thousand pounds? And God's word is like that. We're happier than Larry because we are rich. We have just an amazing amount which comes our way. You have it elsewhere in this psalm, Psalm 72, 
the law of your mouth is better to me than thousands of gold and silver pieces. A hundred and eleven. Your testimonies are my heritage forever, for they are the joy of my heart. Because they tell us about Jesus, who is the great joy giver. Jesus said to his disciples, John 15, 11, These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. God's word gives joy. Some people, sadly, are very unhappy in life, despite sometimes appearances. I remember when I was at college, there was a, 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 a large, a chirpy chap who always seemed so good-humoured. Uh, he was excellent at temping bowling, got lots of strikes. And then I found out that somebody got to know him and was talking to him and he was deeply unhappy. Deeply unhappy. Well, perhaps you are deeply unhappy, to be honest. And maybe this is why you haven't got God's word in your life. You haven't got it in your life for the first time. The Thessalonians, despite their difficulties, received the word with joy. The new message about Jesus produces a real joy, a deep joy. And if there is a a big unhappiness, is it because you've sort of lost contact with the source of joy that comes from the word of God. God's word leads to joy. God's word leads to praise. 164. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous rules. It leads to praise and it leads to lots of it. Seven times a day I praise you for your righteous rules. Now, I don't think this is trying to convey that he's sort of some sort of habitual monk or, or a person in a monastery who sits there sort of alarmed for 3 a.m. in the morning to get up to say some ritualistic prayers and then, you know, add another three hours and the alarm goes and they do the same again. This seven times a day is the language of sort of consistency. It is the, the flow of his life. It is the spirit that he has. He's just continuously thinking of God's word and because he loves it so much, it causes praise. It's like an underground bubbling stream in his life. God's word, God is so good, his word is so good, it leads to praise. You've heard of uh, William Wilberforce, who uh, was uh, so instrumental in eradicating the slave trade at the end of the 1700s, beginning of the 1800s. Well, there's this little quote about him in, the, in this book, Bible Delight. One of William Wilberforce's friends paid him a beautiful tribute. After listing his talents, he wrote, Above all, his friends will never cease to remember that peculiar sunshine which he threw over a company by the influence of a mind perpetually 
turn to love and praise. As he walked about the house, he was generally humming the tune of a hymn or psalm as if he could not contain his pleasurable feelings of thankfulness and devotion. Wilberforce knew his struggles and controversies. He knew about princes persecuting him, but he was full of praise. I wonder if our friends could say that about us. Quite a question, isn't it? I fear that all too often, under pressure, I moan and grumble about the house like a perpetual eel. Praise. Praise. God's word does that. It's a good reason to have a close relationship with it. Peace. Peace. 165. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. Um, There was somebody who lost her husband a few weeks ago and the funeral was on Friday. Uh, I was talking to the um, son-in-law yesterday and since her husband passed away, he was a believer, she was a believer, She'd been reading her husband's book. He used to read a book called Morning and Evening by a famous uh, preacher, um, Charles Spurgeon. Maybe you've heard of it. Uh, she didn't used to read it, but since his passing, um, she started to, to read it. And uh, on Friday, it was on uh, Psalm 112 and verse 7, he told me. This is what it says. He is not afraid of bad news. His heart is firm, trusting in the Lord. And she found it so helpful and they read it together as a family about the steadfastness, the constancy with God even in the face of difficult news. And they read that through together as a family on Friday, the the day of the funeral. I thought it was just, it was like this point that we're looking at this evening. Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. It says great peace have those who love your law. It's deep, it's well grounded, it reaches into all sorts of situations. Great peace have those who love your law, nothing can make them stumble. Remember a couple of years ago, from going for a little jog behind the hoarder centre, went as a, as a family and... Uh, running along behind the hoarder centre. Maybe you know behind the hoarder centre there's lots of roots. So I was going along and then I was flat on my face. A big, a big root sticking up, didn't see it, stumbled. A few weeks ago, going behind the hoarder centre, which I do sometimes in the summer and it's a bit drier, going in the same place, I thought, I, I know you, you're not tripping me up this time. And I got past the root nicely, Root nicely and about 20 or 30 yards onwards, 
and another root got me and I was fat on my face, embarrassed again. Now, I've never done that when I've walked behind the hoarder centre because when I've walked behind the hoarder centre, I'm not in a rush. I'm not in a mad rush. I'm more aware. I'm seeing things that are happen and I can see the roots and uh, it doesn't cause me the same problem. And as we go through life, if we have God's word, it helps us things to see things better, to see the bigger picture, to see things more clearly, so that we are not so easily stumbled by the difficulties of life. You know the phrase perhaps in Isaiah 26, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Now that's not to say, do hear me, it's not to say that we won't face scary things or grieving things or perplexing things and won't feel the deep pain, anguish and upset of these things. But what it is saying is that we will see, be helped to see as we know and love God's word, a bigger picture. And we realise that we're safe in Christ. And we're safe in God's sovereign, loving plan. And so, although there's great and immense difficulties, it is still true, great peace have those who love your law. Would you like great peace? Love God's word. Drink it in. Hope. Hope. Very sadly, some people have no hope. Having no hope, some people are described as in Ephesians. No long-term hope. Yeah, they, they, they hope for their holiday and they, they look forward to the party and uh, they've got an Amazon delivery coming and they're rather excited about that. But in terms of long-term, more persistent hope. But God's word gives hope. 166. I hope for your salvation, O Lord and I do your commandments. You have it elsewhere. 81. My soul longs for your salvation, I hope, in your word. 114. You are my hiding place and my shield, I hope, in your word. The message of Jesus brings hope. Because of his resurrection, believers are described as those who have a a living hope. Uh, This week, uh, Tuesday it was, I was speaking in in an older people's home. So I go to different older people's homes to visit and so forth. But in this one I take a service occasionally, others do here as well. It's Millwood Home in Tunbridge Wells and it's a Christian home. So those there are believers, despite their difficulties, they're people that trust in Christ. And I, I gave the the, the message, uh, just a brief message, we had a short service and then afterwards I was going around the lounge just saying hello and speaking to a few people and uh, we got on to talking about the love of Jesus with one of the ladies there in one of the seats and after we'd finished talking as I went away she started singing. Jesus loves me, this I know because the Bible tells me so. And the, the, ch- the, the chap next to her, Peter, was his name, well he started singing 
and, and then there was a little chorus, a sort of gentle chorus, I won't overdo the illustration, but there was a, a sort of an echo. People were joining in around the lounge in response to thinking of the love of Christ in an older people's home where they had so many limitations and not many things naturally to look forward to because they have hope because of God's word and the message of truth about Jesus. God's word produces hope. Another good reason to be well into drinking in God's word. The last obedience. Really, I'm, I'm just repeating all the things that were said at the start of the service, aren't I? Obedience. 167 and 8, but I couldn't fit that on. A desire to keep God's word follows on from a love from God's word or for God's word. The last two verses of our section, my soul keeps your testimonies I love them exceedingly. I keep your precepts and testimonies for all my ways are before you. My soul keeps, I keep. He wants to do what God says because he loves God and he loves his word and he knows it's good. Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. It's the same principle, isn't it? Love for a person, love for their word, leads to obedience. Do you want to keep in God's way? Do you want to do what pleases him? Do you want to do that as a young person? I can speak to some of you. Young person. Earlier in the psalm, gives you some tips. Verse 9, how can a young man keep his way pure? By guarding it according to your word. I have stored up your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. As you go forward, if you're wanting to go in the pathway which is good, wise and right, and right before God, love his word. Take it with you. Keep God's word close. So we have six things that God's word leads to. And so, just to finish, what's the practical outworking of this? What's the and so for us? As you're going forward in a new situation, or carrying on in your current situation. What's the implications of this little talk this evening from this passage? Well, it's keep the word close. Have it as part of your life. Get into a good daily pattern of having God's word come into your mind. Many Christians don't. They love God, but they don't love his word. We get out of habit sometimes, don't we? Perhaps you're sitting there thinking, hmm, yes, actually, I've been out of habit. Not just I missed it this morning, but really, reading God's word on my own in private is pretty infrequent. Pick it up again. Do it again, purposefully. 
prayerfully, yes, realistically, have a time of the day when you can have it open and be reading some of it and perhaps jotting the odd comment down. Have God's word in your life. Every day it will make so much difference. You can see the difference it makes. Go forward with God's word as part of your regular pattern of life. You're not a disciplined person. Be a disciplined person. The stakes are too high. Get some discipline. God's word is so great. It is worth being a regular part of your life. The dividends over, over the days and the weeks and the years and the decades will be massive. Value the teaching of God's word and the preaching of God's word. If you're in a new situation, make a priority of making sure that you get God's word well taught so that you can hear it and think about it. And where you hear God's word taught regularly in some scene, pray about it, think about it, talk about it. Have God's word as a regular, flowing, integral part of your life. You can see the benefits. So the title is God's Word and Me. God's Word produces awe, joy, praise, peace, hope, obedience. I hope you can personally think about the message tonight and think about how it might infiltrate for you as you go forward in your situation. Let's have just a little time, a minute or so, for personal thought and prayer in response to this before we sing our last song. Well, let's sing then our last song, which is a slight update of that great hymn, How Firm a Foundation You Saints of the Lord is Laid for Your Faith in His Excellent Word.
Lord, we're deeply privileged to have your word. We praise you for it. We're sad and sorry, Lord, that in so many ways we don't give it the respect, we don't make the most of the privilege which you have given to us. Well, we do pray that you would help us to drink in your truth and that it may produce the things that we've been reminded of this evening in this wonderful psalm. May your word live in us and go with us, we pray. Amen.